You guys are going to love the podcast today. We have Derek Kelly, Mr. DK, Mr. Bam Bam Racing on the episode today. We sit for about 90 minutes and he tells us all of his secrets for why he wins so much. Let's get to it, guys. All right, guys. I hope you're ready for this. We have Derek Kelly, Mr. Bam Bam himself here. I've actually come down to his shop. So you'll be seeing some video walk around of the car. We can't give too much secrets away. So uh, no hood popped, uh, no uh, secret pictures of anything, I promise, even if you watch to the very end of this video. Uh, but he has been gracious enough to fit us into his crazy ass schedule, which we'll get into here in just a little bit. This dude travels and out of town for work, comes into town, works on the car, turns back around and leaves. It's, it's insane. But before we talk about all that, what is with the whole Cisco Vega thing that you got going on right now? Oh, Cisco Vega. He's, uh, he's actually one of the guys that we've come across racing down in uh, Texas. Um, first met him down in Edinburgh, down yep. as far south Texas as you can go. <laughs> um, he was racing down there with us at a, a, it was actually a winter meltdown uh, race. In 2007, good place 16, to maybe? good place to be in yeah. the winter time is South Texas. So yeah, we met Cisco Vega there, and um, uh, just got to you know know him. A lot of mutual friends. We raced together, you know, with uh, Chris Hamilton and yep. uh, Cody Jones, and a lot of those Texas guys. And he's always you know hanging around, and just got to know him over the years. Um, but our cars are set up fairly similar as far as trim wise. Oh. Um, so we kind of give each other a little shit here and there. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah. I've enjoyed watching your memes with him. Yeah, we got some memes going back and forth. Um, <laughs> and he's one of those guys that, you know, he, he can't help his um, sexual orientation with being a small block Ford owner. <laughs> but, um, you know, we still uh, we still let him hang around. So, uh, no, he's an awesome dude. Um, glad we got to meet him, and it's always a joy hanging around and with him. now you're just going to go kick his ass. Well, when we can, if you get that car back out. He's been playing uh, possum for a little while. Uh, ah, yeah, he's, he's scared. I now. get it. I so get it. Hopefully, he'll get back out soon, though. All right. Well, cool. So, now we got that out of the way because if people follow you on Facebook and Instagram, that's what they're going to see. And it's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. I love yeah. watching that stuff come together. So, but let's back way up. Mm -hmm. um, I, in the shop here, there's like a first-gen C10 truck, like 65 mm -hmm. or something like that, right? That you said your uncle's. Mm -hmm. And then... The next sense was like he's the one that got you into cars. Like mm -hmm. as a kid, you were around him. Like like tell what what's eleven year old Derek like? Oh gosh. Um, well, my uncle Jack here. You know, this is his shop here that I keep my car at. Um, Sweet. One, you know, it's out here in the country. We can do about anything we want. Mm -hmm. yep. um, you know, whether it's shooting guns or fishing or working yep. on the car, whatever we want to do. So it makes it nice. But you know, he is. Uh, he kind of reminds me a lot of myself. He, uh, he's always been into cars and I got a lot of that from him. Yep. Um, just because, you know, growing up listening to stories about his, um, his old Ford coupe, you know, that he built himself and was out street racing and, and, uh, Hell yeah. and racing from, you know, one side of the County to the other. Uh, and then a 68 Mustang he had with, um, 390 big block and just things that, you know, we grew up listening to, you know, him, his stories, he was very well known in the area, you know, That's as, cool. as the guy to beat, you know. So, on, on so what's he think of the car? Oh gosh, um, he, he, it kind of like blows his mind what we're doing <laughs> with these small blocks. He is yep. a small block guy himself. Yep. Uh, he loved like three twenty seven, you know, small block Chevrolets and that right. stuff. And um, 
so he he calls them mouse motors you know <laughs> mouse motor rat motor um he's from that era and um he just it blows his mind you know when i tell him you know things like 50 pounds of boost and 2,000 horsepower and things like <laughs> yeah. that. It's just like, it's hard for him to comprehend, but, but he gets it. He sees yep. the technology. And, um, has he been in the car, like riding mm, with you or anything? No. Oh man. Come on, he rode in my Camaro back in the day, yep. my fifth gen, um, yep. you know, and that car was making 1100 or so to the tire That's um, awesome. for a, you know, a daily driver stick car. Um, he rode in that and it was pretty yeah. mind blowing. He was like, him. this is what's up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the future. He's like, this is stupid. Yeah. So, that's awesome. But so, what did uh, what did eleven year old Derek want to be when he grows up? Did oh he ever gosh. think he'd be a racer, race car driver? I mean, I wanted to, <laughs> right? Um, but you know, growing up, didn't really have access to any of that. Um, my dad, you know, wasn't really into that. So, you know, we weren't, you know, some of the kids that I like, grew up at the track or anything. Right. It was more like buddies, like my buddy here, George Ricky. You know, a lot of them were racing at the track. He said he's going to be silent, but we'll yeah, see what he, he says he, later on. He just observes and reports. Um, but, uh, you know, I got to see them race a lot. You know, when I was like 18, George was like 16 or 17, you know, he was out there doing, you know, street stuff and drag strip yeah. stuff. And I got to watch a lot of that and took me, oh, I guess it took me about 15 years or so when I got in my early thirties to, uh, actually get something going to my own, Hell but, yeah. you know, that's fine. I mean, it was just, you know, my financial position was what right. I had going on. And well, uh, I mean, and if just, people don't know you're independently wealthy. <laughs> yeah zero zero handouts over here so, yeah, right. uh, i always tell people you know if you're willing to, I, I i get what i i have because you know if i make a hundred bucks i try to spend 99 of it on on racing yeah uh and that's yep. really what it takes to to, to do what we do i was saying um, i think anybody that's followed you for any length of time i mean obviously hopefully the podcast will bring a lot of new folks to you but mm -hmm. like i mean you've been racing for a long time but like mm -hmm. you legit work all week drive here work on the car get in the car and drive to the race yep um tell us the bowling green story yeah so uh, that was two weekends ago um we come off kind of a, a rough weekend at indianapolis um two weekends before that and um i actually had one down weekend where we were waiting on the transmission to get done um uh so we missed a weekend of racing which is rare for us um but we uh, the off weekend i drove to indianapolis picked up a or not indianapolis um chicago north of chicago um and picked up a the new transmission from proformance you're like a nomad <laughs> road <laughs> yeah. warrior <laughs> so i pick up a new transmission from dave at proformance up there um in um north of chicago there at his shop and uh you know i had to drive 22 hours that weekend just to go get the transmission and come back and i'm That's working out nuts. of town monday through friday so i spent you know friday night and Saturday driving up there and back and then Sunday installing the new tranny and then worked out of town all week, come back Friday night, wire dump valves within a new trans or drive shaft, new converter or old converter from last year that we had laying on the shelf. Um, and uh, got everything squared away at two in the morning. We went to bed, got up at, I got in bed at three o'clock, woke up at five. Um, we load the car up at 5 a.m. Um, didn't really know if anything worked on the car. Right. Um, we did know that we had the trans brake was working because I was able to back out of the shop. That's about all we knew about <laughs> it. So we loaded up, throw and it in the went, trailer, went forward into the trailer. Okay. Yep. We're good. Yep. We were good. So, uh, can't really do any, any major tests at 3am. Um, so we just throw it in the trailer, head to Bowling Green, drive 10, 11 hours to Bowling Green, unload, 
got there 30 minutes before the driver's meeting, um, went straight into the street cruise, drove the car 20, 25 miles on the street cruise, car did awesome. Um, tranny was like flawless, like shifts so smooth and temperatures were great. So I was pretty pumped about that. But I knew, you know, we had a challenge ahead of us with zero data on the tranny and converter of what it was gonna do. Um, let the car cool down, had zero time to test. Um, went straight into first round small tire eliminations right off the trailer and um, I put a tune up in it hoping for the best and it actually ran within three hundredths of what it should have ran. Damn dude that's awesome. So I was pretty stoked about that whenever whenever uh, I come around the return road and got that time slip and it was within three hundredths of what tune uh, you know what ETI was kind of commanding there. Um, for it to do that, I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah, now it's on. So I knew it was on. We were entered in two classes, small tire, eighth mile, street racer, quarter mile, and uh, went nine rounds of eliminations and won both classes God, with thanks. zero data, zero so, testing. Secret stuff we were talking about while ago mm -hmm. is like how you cool the car because you're mm -hmm. talking about the hot lapping and mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, there are times where with mm -hmm. two class ra mm -hmm. racing in two classes you'll be almost back to back yeah there's been times where i know dallas i uh, went to both finals um with my buddy daniel raff and ryan acock uh, went to finals in each class of those with against those guys and there was times i think in the semifinals we ran three laps in 40 minutes um, dang dude that's nuts and there's been times where i think at o oklahoma city last year we were in both finals and um i'm sensing a theme yeah <laughs> we come around and, and literally the classes were back to back i come down the return road i knew not to throw the chute because i didn't have time to pack the chute so i'm coming down the return road i get back up to the staging lanes and there's just a guy pointing at the water box and like waving me into the water box <laughs> you're like and I'm oh like, my god okay here we go here we go we're gonna so test the... we literally didn't even get out of the car didn't even check tire pressure didn't do anything made both hits um we've done that several times and, God, that's crazy so it gets a little intense a little stressful and yeah. we're thinking why the hell do we do this so because oh, it's fun it is fun. Right. yeah and the, the eternal fame and glory <laughs> yeah, it's easy everyone would do it <laughs> right so it's the challenge so. that and so and we're going to talk about your sponsors in a minute but mm -hmm. like that's where uh you know there's a lot of people like me i mean i'm sloppy mechanics junkyard 4a junkyard 4l80 in my old truck you know and it would never handle the abuse of a third of what you do. You know what I mean? So, and that's where like sponsors that have built and mm -hmm. handled stuff mm -hmm. uh, provide, you know, I mean, they help you get those parts and build that engine the right way. Oh, so yeah. you're not going to make two passes and then it, you know, not yeah. do correctly, not yeah. blow up, but not do right. Yeah. We do have a lot of great people in our corner and it's just, you know, we've been, plus we've gotten very fortunate, you know, it's, yep. it's not like, uh, uh, every, you know, something can happen at any time you know, and we are, are always prepared for some sort of failure, but luckily, you know, we really haven't encountered a whole lot. So, yeah. um, maybe we're doing something right there, but yeah. we'll just keep doing Something's good in the universe <laughs> yeah. on your side of yeah, stuff. Kind of, we get a lot of comments like, what in the world are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> holy crap. How are you doing all Or that? you're awesome. It's usually yeah. one of the two. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we beat the crap out of the car. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about some of that idiot stuff here in just a minute because, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a lot of good stories that I cannot even imagine mm -hmm. that you can tell that I probably don't even have questions on here for, but we're going to get to them. So, all right, let's back up. Uh, what was your first car like? What did you learn to drive in? Mm. Well, what? so it's two questions. What did you learn to drive in? Then what was, like, your legit first car that you drove? 
Well, first car really would would have had to been my fifth gen Camaro. Anything that made more than no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not talking about first cool car. I'm talking about like first car. First car. Oh, to actually like drive like <laughs> yeah, on the like, highway with like, other humans. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um. Well, I actually uh, learned how to drive in a F three fifty flatbed Ford with a standard transmission power oh, stroke. Nice. Um. My cousin, uh, I, I got a cousin that we kind of grew up close with, and I used to go work on his farm every summer for a couple of weeks. And the summer that I was, I turned 16, uh, uh, he made me drive everywhere because I had my learner's permit. And oh, yeah. We'd go to the grocery store, go to the gas station, whatever, and he'd like, get in there. And I'm like, oh, crap. Um, <laughs> Here we go. So I hear I'm driving this um, flatbed Ford F-350 with a hay spike on the back and um, standard transmission. I'm like, man, this is crazy, but. <laughs> By the end of those two weeks, I had it down pretty good. So uh, I will always be grateful for, for my cousin Vaughn for um, teaching me how to drive that kind of stuff. And, Make, making you, know. you do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my first vehicle was actually like a little 93 Nissan hard body pickup with wheel Oh, sweet. Speed. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody so, should drive one of those at one point in yeah, their life. Yeah. yeah. At the time, I thought it was the fastest thing in Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, it made its fair share of laps down well, Centerville. Yeah. It may have made some thousand foot hits <laughs> in Centerville. And it may have ran some 1390s in the Dang, thousands. hey. Uh, what was that take, like I 150 mean, shot? No, that was that was raw. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that That's was pretty raw. impressive for a oh, while. Yeah. I mean, but those things are super light, yeah. you know. And that was all train tires. Man. And Probably it, didn't even check the oil it, before you went down. You just, it usually dead hooked. It was very <laughs> consistent. <laughs> you mean all 87 horsepower made <laughs> just all hooked. Made yeah, 31-inch yeah. tall tires are just hooked right away. That's and for awesome. those of you that are listening, that I hurt your feelings in that truck. I, I still feel bad about your loss to my <laughs> Nissan hard body pickup yeah. with your 350 small block Chevy. Yeah, there's some people that are still talking about that. Yeah. And this guy pulls up. Yeah, salt the, in the wound. Yep, that's yeah. funny. So what about your first job? Like, like, what did you start off? Oh, where did you work first? Well, I started out in Elkins at the Beaumont supermarket there, um, family-owned grocery store, and worked there in high school and yep. a little bit of college and worked for Marvin's grocery stores. Um, then came to Harps in 2003, I think. So been there 17, almost 18 years. Um, Dang. So uh, spend grocery all the time. Yeah. You know, went to school for business One management. A hell of a cart pusher. Yeah. I yeah. pushed the shit out of some carts. Um, <laughs> uh, Sacked some groceries. I mean, I can do it all, really. Um, but, uh, yeah, so just kind of stuck with that. I was going to school for business management. I kind of always wanted to be in uh, upper management, you know, working in the stores at lower level. You're thinking, man, I think I could do a better job at managing this store than <laughs> yep. this guy or whoever, yeah. you know, your boss is. You kind of have that idea of, I want to run this place someday. So it yep. just kind of evolved to that. And, um, you know, once I reached that goal, uh, you know, just kind of going here and there. And I managed, you know, different stores, you know, general manager, some locations and that's awesome. Uh, oversee a, a group of stores, so I'll, that's you know back to being on the road all the time with work. So that's cool. Yep. So you're just in there cracking the whip. Yep. You're like, listen. Whoosh. Yeah. I don't know. I usually I usually get in there and just push the carts with them. Just, How much whip? Can, so <laughs> yep. Lead by it. example. Yep. Kind of the philosophy. Yeah. I worked at Kroger in high school, and like I always, so you know, you get your first little mm -hmm. taste of that, mm -hmm. like front counter manager whatever mm -hmm. they called that oh, thing yeah. where you run the register folks you know mm -hmm. dude those old ladies ate me alive <laughs> <laughs> alive it yep. was so funny yeah 
Yeah, I took a butt chewing just this week from an old man. So yeah, there's always there's always those customers that you know take their aggressions out on you at the grocery store, but yeah. that's all. It makes you tough. That, yeah, that's what happens. Builds character. That's what that's they right. say, anyways. That's right. All right, so uh, so we've talked about the hard body. We've talked mm-hmm. about the fifth gen. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, are those like? What, give us your car, right? Like your favorite two or three cars you've owned, besides obviously this one. Mm. Well, I mean, have you owned a whole bunch? No, not really. Um, not like people like my buddy George Ricky here, or <laughs> he's known to go through or Mike Lau with Mike Lau Racing Engines, <laughs> who said he's owned like 158 cars. Jeez. Like, I don't even know how that's possible. I don't either. I don't know. have time to do anything else. For one, it's like, you know, do you not feel bad, you know, selling your cars all the time? It's like a girlfriend, you know, you get right. rid of her every week just because you're tired of her. I mean, I mean, where's the loyalty? But bitches so I, and Harleys. I, me, I just kind of. Do what now? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, I guess people got different views. You know, there's yep. people that have a different car every year, and I just can't do that, you know? Mm. Even I get when, too attached. Yeah, even yeah. when I had to let my Nissan Hardbody go for $400, you know, it just broke my heart. Man, I can't believe you charged somebody that much money for that truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It started eating up rear ends, you know, to the horsepower I don't, started you know, taking a toll on 5,000 RPM clutch drops. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it helps. Yeah. So, uh, you, I think we met at one of the shootouts, mm-hmm. uh, and you had the Camaro then. Yeah. So, but you've had the you've had Bam Bam for a long time, four or five years, right? Uh, this is season number six racing. Damn, dude, that's crazy. Built it in six months, and we've raced it six seasons since we built it. I guess what would that be? 2015, winter of 2015. Damn, that's awesome. What is, uh, so I'm, I'm going to follow my notes here because I'm going to mm-hmm. get way off topic if I don't, mm-hmm. right? Because there's so many questions I have for you, but um, favorite race story oh, uh, that geez. you've, I mean, because you've got a shitload of, I mean, you Street race. racing or drag racing or. Yeah, I don't know. Just anything in general. Oh, boy. Because mm. we're going to get into like events and why this mm-hmm. certain event that you do a lot of, why you like them. And so we'll talk mm-hmm. about that stuff too. Mm. Let's, let's do like favorite street race. Oh boy. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess that would have to be um, my trip down to New Orleans to race on Street Outlaws with uh, Kai Kelly and Brandon Smith and all those guys. Um, that was actually the fall of the first season racing the car. Um, we got a call on a Tuesday night. I was eating at Foghorns, um, <laughs> and uh, it's like seven thirty. I'm eating Foghorns. I get a phone call. Hey man, they're needing some cars. Come down and race. I'm like, okay, cool. Where at? New Orleans. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> when? Tomorrow night. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm like set up for what? for sticky track racing and all kinds of crap, and it didn't have much street data at all. So I get done eating. I call my buddy Jacob Wright. I'm like, hey man, um, they want us to go around down to New Orleans and race for Street Outlaws tomorrow, <laughs> and it's like. He's like, okay. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Shit. So I call my buddy Kirk Sheenaman. I was like, hey man, you got those slicks that I think they will fit. Like, I said, I need some slicks for tomorrow. So he's like, yeah, man. You know, if he, if you know Kirk, he's yeah. He's like, I mean, you could say, hey Kirk, I need you to go rob this bank with me real quick. He's and like, he'd be like, okay, sure, man. You know, I'm where in. where you want me to meet you? Yep. Um, so uh, I meet him, get some slicks for the car, test fit them. They fit fine. Didn't have to take them off the wheels or anything. Um, we get loaded up at like 
two in the morning after getting trucks and trailers and swapping tires and this and that, setting cars <laughs> up. We drive to New Orleans, me and Jacob, got both our cars on like a 40-foot flatbed. Um, That's drive, awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we drive through the night, get down there in time for basically lunch the next day, eat lunch, and then um, go to the spot where we're going to be racing. And um, I'm thinking, what in the world did we get into? We're the first guys there, and we're thinking – we got lied to, you know, they're like, oh yeah, me is such and such place at six o'clock. We're the first ones there. And there's like tumbleweeds, like rolling through the parking lot. And I'm thinking we're at the wrong place. Like we got stood right. up. And what, what time, like, what time is this? Six o'clock the next day oh, in the shit. evening. Right. So like you show yeah. up when you're supposed to, and there's yeah. nobody. Um, but then like trucks and trailers just start rolling in and I'm like, okay, here, here we, we go. go. This it's is like for real. Cruise and. The, the spot they would normally race at down there, the pad, you know, it got shut down that week and we had to, to film at a even crappy, crappy, crappy location, like pea <laughs> gravel um, road, Oof. you know, didn't even have stripes on it. I mean, you could rub mirrors just trying to like both of you staying on <laughs> yeah. the same road. Um, so we go down there and race and I think we get done that morning at like 6 a.m. Finally get done racing. Damn. Uh, I, I got to race Travis Santa Cruz with Black Ops and um, yep. got the win against him. I think that our team that night, we only got two wins, I think. So I was pretty proud getting one yeah. of the two wins for our team um, representing Arkansas down there. Hell yeah. But um, so that was probably one of the craziest street race type I, I mean, out of the blue situations. I think here's why people think you work for a cartel. Like Tuesday at seven PM, you get a call. Yeah, and then Wednesday night you're racing, dude. Yes. What do you tell work? In New Orleans, yeah, in New Orleans. Not like you're out here yeah. south Fayetteville, you yeah. know or something. You, yeah, we like, were up. Me and Jacob, I think we're up fifty eight hours straight. Um, you know, see, that's why everybody thinks you work for a cartel, and it's probably cocaine. also why they think I'm on like some hardcore methamphetamine. Yeah. <laughs> right. Man, that's nuts. Um, but, so that's uh, where the uh, <laughs> phrase 60 minus 13 came from. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, and they did some editing there. You know, Travis was the one giving me crap, you know, about yeah. the whole $4,700. And and so I kind of dished it back. And, of course, they edited all his stuff out and just showed me mouthing him, which that's well, fine. because, I mean, you know, your stuff was funny. His probably wasn't. I get well, it. Well, I mean, it's all right. And I beat him. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, they're good dudes. And, you know, even guys like Brandon Smith that Jacob raced that night, um, you know, we've developed a lot of good relationships just from that night, just from that phone call. Yep. Met people, you know, I, I talked to Brandon all the so time. So, I mean, was it a buddy of yours that called you or was it like Discovery Channel's like, uh, we got your number from the bathroom wall it, at Rob's. <laughs> it was Brian Britt who actually races, oh, yep. you know, with uh, some yep. of the memphis 10 uh, uh memphis street outlaws yep. although that group over there you know um but he's uh that's cool jj the boss um, yeah mso right now uh racing with those guys and um well earlier in the year maybe like what was it a few weeks before i raced him in the finals of the arkansas fastest streetcar race at mm. centerville right um he kicked my ass um and uh but i hung with him you know, and that was I had so my impressed stock him. And it's like, yeah, he had built six liter nasty bill. You know, is a, a fast, fast coupe. And I'm over there with my, you know, <laughs> junkyard five three. Literally had like a thousand dollars in my first motor. You know, and hanging out right there with him. So I guess yeah. I kind of impressed him. What yep. somewhat um, made impression on him. So he called me literally that, that night looking for Arkansas cars. And so he was like, you know, you're one of the first ones that popped in my head. That's cool. He's like, just from, you know, racing with you a few weekends ago. So I guess, you know, made an impression. And yep. you know, he knew he could count on me to do some racing. That's cool. 
So before we get into like deep Bam Bam stories oh here, how do people find uh, ways to watch Bam Bam's journey across the racing world? Uh, well, there's there's Bam Bam Racing. There's on, Bam Bam Racing, but on I'm Facebook, but you don't ever post on there. I do a lot of posts. You know, I've, I've been contemplating with getting some more footage, you know, with some of the races we go to, yep. um, you know, just like, for example, we're racing in Bristol two weeks from now. Yep. Um, that's one that, you know, I think, uh, showing that journey to that track for our yep. first time and getting to experience that racing at that track, and that facility, yep. taking that in would be cool. Um, but I would like to, to start doing more of that. Um, George, um, usually tries to get, you know, footage of most of my yep. passes and whatnot, but really I'd like to start doing more coverage of like, you know, inside look at kind of some of the what it takes to really be a the dumb racer. crap we do like yeah. driving through the night and the challenges we face with, with racing every week man listen just set up a gopro and just <laughs> go with it yeah just yeah. put it on there yeah it's one of them one of them want to need to but just haven't got to it yet man it's so, hard it's yeah. hard to sit down and record that stuff and then yeah. later on go back and edit it so you've almost got to be thinking ahead if of it time. would make the car faster yeah we'd have it already that's yep. right yeah. yep. it's one of them deals where if it don't make the car faster, we ain't that stressed about it. Yep. <laughs> I can and the timeline that you guys are turning, you know, working, drive to a track, race, yeah. come home, be back to work on Monday yeah. is tough. So, um, like right now you're working mm -hmm. southeast Missouri, right? Mm hmm Yeah. Somewhere over there. Yeah. So you'll drive when you went to Bowling Green, you drove here, then mm -hmm. y'all loaded up and drive. Do you ever take the car with you? Mm-hmm. Not really. There's been times where like George or JC has met me somewhere and I like, you know, if I'm working three hours from Bowling Green and instead of driving back, you know, six hours home and then getting the car and trailer and then driving back the other direction where I just came from, there's been a time or two where they'll just meet me or pick me up or something. Yeah, that something makes crazy. sense. But, you know, normally um we're racing in you know like south of here or west of here you know oklahoma yeah. texas so, so you're already you're coming through yeah, here anyways yeah. yeah so we we venture to like indianapolis and bowling green and some of those places more and more it seems like but just not as often as uh towards texas and stuff and usually i'm working the other direction right so so, so what i'll do is i'll link i'll, I'll link like your mm -hmm. facebook page mm -hmm. and things like that because hopefully some sponsor will hear in this and they'll be like, Hey, let's give those dudes some racing stuff or money, <laughs> please. Yeah. So, um, all right. Background on Bam Bam. Mm -hmm. I want to know, like you had a 1100 wheel horsepower, fifth gen mm -hmm. stick Camaro. Mm -hmm. What made you go? I want to build a race car. Well, two things. Um, one, I, you know, it was a stick car. Yep. It was pretty much worthless to drag race <laughs> yeah. um it that too, highway some bitch though oh yeah <laughs> that high gear was a motherfucker yeah um but uh i took it drag racing i think we did a weekend at centerville and then a weekend at mocan with that with the charity race um and uh and then took it to tulsa the very next weekend or maybe even the next day i think um but all in all i had i think like maybe eight passes on it after i just put like a new lingen filter Billy Bad Boy rear end and G Force mm. or drive shaft shop or something axles, <laughs> but anyways, being a stick car like I mean I spent all this money you know upgrading it and this and that, but it was still a four thousand pound car. Yeah. Um, so I think like 
on my eighth pass, it like smoked some axles in the rear end, and I'm thinking, oh boy, you know, fifth gen parts aren't cheap. No, um, not especially eight. six years ago. And with my budget, and there was a lot of, so that's the one part, you know, the parts availability and the, the, the weight of the car, the challenge of the chassis, um, challenge of the setup, twin turbo stick car was just, it was just yeah. no good. So you, you were fixing to go down the rabbit hole of like, yeah. let's turn this car into a well, drag car. And then, and so the second part of that um, motive for finding Bam Bam, um, sorry, getting the, the haters coming out of the woodwork. Oh, you got 1,100 horse and only running tens in the quarter mile. It's like, you son of a bitch. Um, get in here and see what you can do with this thing. Right. Um, you know, with eight passes under your belt, sidestepping this thing at 5,200 off the two-step. Right. Um, but uh, It's a good thing you had that hard body stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I didn't have that experience in the Nissan, I'd been on like 13s and yeah. again, you know, 1,100 horse. So, but um no, then, so the haters come out of the woodwork, started mouthing and crap, and, you know, there was a lot of people running Fox Body chassis at that time, yep. locals and stuff, and, you know, I even told George, I'm like, you know, if I wanted to build a Fox Body, I could build a Fox Body. Yep. You know, I built the fifth gen just because I liked it. You yep. know, it was what I wanted. It was cool. Yep. It was crazy fun. It was my daily driver at first, you yep. know. I think I had my first, like, blower kit on there at 17,000 miles. <laughs> um so it, it just kind of started that hunger for horsepower yeah. um, and got me in that direction. Well, then, you know, as you go to the track and you have fun racing in that environment and um, and then you get made fun of, um, you know, that can fuel the fire pretty quick. Right. Uh, especially after you've spent a lot of money um, on something and and literally spinning your tires and not getting yep. there. Um, so I was like, okay, screw it. Let's do this. So I, the hunt car. was on. Yep. And um, actually, uh, Will Himes showed me a picture of a blue fox body in Fort Smith, mm. Arkansas. He's dangerous. That dude is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he showed me this picture of this blue fox body. Taylor Ford built. Um, uh, he's local body guy. Um, he built the car. It had a 430 cubic inch small block Chevy, nitrous. Um, built the roller, basically, and had the nitrous set up in it. Um, made, I don't know how many test hits or track mm -hmm. hits or track outings it actually made, but I think he just, you know, he got married, he lost interest, he just, you know, the motivation yep. wasn't there. That happens. So <laughs> it wasn't too long and a buddy, Jeremiah Johnson bought the drivetrain. I bought the chassis. Um, and actually I didn't even have the money for the chassis. I'm like telling my brother like, Hey man, I need this car before it <laughs> like, disappears. Come on. Yeah. It's like, buy this thing for me and I'll pay you back. That's awesome. <laughs> so he snatches it up for me and it's, you know, a couple months later, I finally get the money rounded up, giving the money for it. And then it's like, okay, you know, and I'm the kind where I wrote a list of every part down to like the shifter, like literally every yep. part I needed to make this car what I wanted it. Yeah. And, um, like I explained, you know, the first setup was a thousand dollar five, three stock, parts we just went in kind of freshened everything uh shad at making motorsports before he passed away put that motor together for me um come up with all the parts and got that thing together and um me and will worked night after night in the shop building bam bam version one yeah with a, a force inductions s484 turbo and a stock 5.3 and a stock ecu and yeah you know just um, basic, basic stuff. Had like a seven hundred dollar power glide, and <laughs> I mean, um, it was very basic. And we raced the crap out of the car. Right. Um, ran low fives with it. Um, won a few shootouts with it. 
didn't know our ass from a hole in the ground. Um, just was trying random stuff. Definitely figuring learning. it out as yeah. you went, yeah. So um, that's how we got started. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it was lighter. You know, the 8.8 was strong. The, the chassis parts were cheap. The the random body parts and things I needed were cheap for Fox bodies. Yep. Unlike something like the fifth gen. Um, so it just kind of opened up a whole new um, opportunity for me to uh, yeah. to make my dollars go further. That would be my, <laughs> that would be my fuel barrel. <laughs> Apparently, uh, that's the gong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That happened about three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. As I'm sleeping on the floor out here, I'd yeah. probably piss myself. That's awesome. That's funny. All right, so how many passes do you think you have in this car? Oh, God. Um, less than a million. Yeah. Um, More than 100,000. <laughs> like, dude, you've... A yeah. lot. The last few years, we've really been putting laps on, you know? A busy weekend for us, you know, I think the most passes I've made in a weekend outing is like 20, 25 passes. Damn, dude, that's awesome. Um, but, uh... So it's thousands of passes yeah i mean i mean yeah wow we we've been putting on 400 500 passes a season dang um, that's nuts i think last year we raced 37 weekends so oh, you know that's what i that was my next question was yeah so even if you only average 10 passes a weekend that's yeah you know, 370 passes last year yeah. but you know we made more than 10 on several occasions yeah. several several occasions well, um, i mean racing in two classes yeah yeah testing, test hits yeah, yeah. so a lot. Man. A lot, a lot. So that was going to be my next question. Is how many events a year do you think you guys participate in? Yeah. Um, we do very little testing. Um, I would rather go to a shootout, pay my hundred, two hundred, three hundred, whatever dollars to yep. enter, than drive somewhere and pay 50 bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever to test. You yep. know, I'd rather enter a shootout and get my, my, yep. uh, you know, teeth kicked in and learn in the process. So, you know, like me and George always say, you know, it's testing with a chance of money, you know, yeah. in our shootout. So I can dig that. We, we do very little testing. You know, it's all like in shootouts, random tracks, random conditions, random track yeah. surfaces, good prep, bad prep, marginal, um, wherever the best chance of having some success and, and, um, weather forecasts, you know, usually, yeah. Oh, I didn't think about yeah, that. Usually yeah. We've got three or four events lined up every weekend and literally that's crazy. two or three days before the weekend, I'm looking at each forecast in the area and thinking, okay, you know, where's the the car fit in the best? Where's the yeah. best weather forecast? What, you know, what surface is going to be at that location? That's awesome. Um, based on, you it's know, like how professional the stuff, <laughs> no, like real stuff. No, it's just trying to be smart. It's just yeah. trying to be smart with our time yeah. and our money and our effort. That's awesome. So yeah. how, how many miles a year do you think you guys drive oh. to just racing? Like going to events and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, mm. I mean, you usually have the, the diesel. Yeah, I've had my Dodge three years it's now, years. and it's almost got 100,000 miles on it. Damn, son. And I pretty much just drive it on the weekends. Wow. Back and forth in a little shitbox, and then, or mm -hmm. I mean, does Harp switch you in a car now? Yeah, I got a company car. Damn, you're so yeah. fancy. Yeah, the LSX Express, as we call it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's actually got a. Mike Lyle Racing Engines motor in the back of it right now for my buddy uh, Cody Hoffman. So, <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but no, we, we drive a lot. You know, I think yep. one of the worst, hardest, whatever, craziest weekends we had was uh, um, we raced in St. Louis on a Friday night. Um, yep. I took off work. I think I used like four hours of vacation so I could take off at noon. 
Um, headed to St. Louis, got there right before the shootout started. We raced till um, end of the night at St. Louis, raced a um, small tire shootout there, won the shootout, and I, there was a streetcar takeover in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina the next day. Yep. And I told myself, um, basically, if I could get done with the shootout, be loaded up by midnight, I already done the math, how far it was, how many hours to drive, <laughs> when the driver's meeting was, and, you know, driving to Charlotte, you lose an hour. Yep. So I had to account for that. I was thinking, okay, if I can be loaded up and on the road at 12 o'clock at midnight, I can make Charlotte. And I loaded it up. I shut the door on the trailer, got in my truck, and it said 11.59. You're like, I was like, okay. Let's roll. I guess we're going to Charlotte. Because that was, you know, um, agreement I made with myself. Lo loaded so up and trucking. You know, if we won and we got loaded up at midnight, we were going. So we drove through the night to Charlotte. Um, got there. I was kind of pissed because the driver's meeting was a little earlier than normal. And I was just mad at myself because I didn't get there in time. I missed it by 30 minutes, the street Dang. cruise. So I only had to, I only got one, one class to race. Oh man. So <laughs> you got to make the street cruise. If you're going to, yep. you know, you got to go on the 20, 30, sometimes 50 miles. You're, you're like, listen, Atlanta. just let me get in the car yeah. and drive. somebody ride with me. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I really think we were like coming into the gates and the street cruise, um, the, the street racer class, the cruise was leaving as we're pulling in. Damn. I was pissed, you know, after driving 14 hours or whatever, yeah. whatever it was. So I'm like, okay, you know, we just got to focus on small tire. Yep. So we get there and, you know, I about shit my pants because there's like 600 cars there. Holy. We're in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm like, holy shit, I'm out of my league here. Yeah. Um, we roll in um, late, park on the back 40. I mean, we're like out in the sticks of Z-Max <laughs> Dragway. Yeah. I have to drive like 10 minutes just to get to the staging lanes. Um. And uh, I think there's like 37 small tire cars. I mean, Dang. I don't know if you're familiar with the North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, that area over there. Those dudes, they like engines. They get down. Yeah. There's some, there's yeah. some freaking, <laughs> some freaking uh, sharks over there. Yeah. And I'm over there freaking just tootling around in my little street car from Arkansas. And I'm thinking, oh shit, this is a waste <laughs> of a trip. I'm going to get my teeth kicked in first round, be loaded up, driving 14 hours back home. Right. But lucky for us, it was like 98 degrees that day. Oh, um, man. I was on borderline of heat exhaustion, but the track was horrible. The track, you know, was the slimy, <laughs> you know, greasy, horrible track conditions. Um, and, you know, that played an advantage for us because, you know, we're not racing on flat paper every weekend. We're yep. not racing on South Georgia Motorsports every weekend or Darlington yep. or whatever. Um, so with the marginal condition, that was a huge thing for us and kind of, um, gave me a little hope for the day. Right. So we battled it out at Charlotte and, um, through 37 cars and come up in the finals, um, with, uh, my buddy Bradley Hamlet, um, and, uh, actually got to race John Hedrick that night too. And, the, the uh, and Nigel Alexander in the semifinal, um, but, uh, made it to the finals with Bradley, won the finals. Uh, Dude, even though nuts. we didn't get to race the street racer class, it was still a huge success. Got to see Z-Max, got to race at that yeah. facility, got to meet um, John and Bradley and uh, Nigel for the first time. Got to hang out with them all day and exchange race stories and, and bouncing ideas off each other. And, you know, I talked to them guys a lot on the internet, but it's cool to actually yeah. get to race with them in person. Though. Right. So battled through, won that event, drove, drove back, um, 
So that weekend alone, I think we've gone 2,100 miles Dang. in like 38 that's, hours or something like that's that. That's wild. Um, and won two shootouts. Yeah. So 14 hours apart. <laughs> so that was, you know, that was a pretty big accomplishment, I thought. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so. a big... So uh, streetcar takeover, mm-hmm. you do a ton of them. Like you, what uh, What was your title last year? What did you win? What was your season? I was, yeah, I was the... Because uh, they... Street racer class, street racer mild... Um, small tire and I think one other class I'm not sure which one it is um, they've got points okay. where it, you get so many points to make it to the semifinals so many points for being runner up so many points for right. winning the class and um, uh, so the more you go and the more rounds you go of course to make it to the semifinals or, or farther you get the points accumulated through the year and we uh, we were the points champion in not only small tire but street racer also Damn, dude, that's awesome. So, um, I think we won 11 events, 11 shootouts for, for uh, street car takeover um, between the small tire class and the street racer class. So, in your opinion, mm-hmm. or like, like, what's your fate? Like, why street car takeover? Well, it's mainly the environment. Um, yep. We get to race quarter mile, we get to race eighth mile, we get to cruise the car. We get to see all kinds of fans. We yep. get to travel across the country. I got to race at Bandamere for the first time in my life. That's cool. Got to race at Z-Max for the first time in my life. Got to race at Lucas Oil uh, Speedway, Dragway, whatever it's called. Um, got to race there. <laughs> An armadillo in the shop. There's, yeah, the armadillo <laughs> oh, is... He's like, hey, I'm He needs um, some traction compound. <laughs> yeah. Some, uh, temp juice there. That's awesome. Um, Justin and Chase are freaking awesome. Yeah. And, and that's... That's the big thing. Justin and Chase, you know, they're oh, car guys. Yeah. It's like American yeah. dream. You know, they're set up, you know, going from their day jobs to hosting uh, car events all across the country for their That's full-time cool. gig. Oh, it's just like, you know, sign who, me up. Who, yeah, who yeah. wouldn't want to do that? Right. So, you know, able to support those guys and, um, you know, in my car, um, we try to keep it street friendly, street legal. You know, I had to go to the DMV the other day and get tags <laughs> for the car. I'm thinking, oh, shit, my tags are expired. Um, but you know, uh, we try to stay in check with that and, um, you know, try to stay true to our roots with the streetcar style, yeah. um, and not get all crazy push bar, um, push to the lanes <laughs> kind of status. Um, I don't drive it up really there for me. So, um, but we, uh, we just love those events, get to yep. travel, get to meet new people, you know, just like racing with those guys in Charlotte, you know, uh, it was hot about collapse from heat exhaustion we we're tired but it was like one of the best weekends ever that's cool um and you know bristol in two weekends you know we're going there for street car takeover and you know ever since i've seen the street outlaws episode of bristol with the footage of that facility it's like oh my gosh you know kind of like bandamere it's just you know kind of one of those bucket list things right to go to that event and race there that's awesome so, so you know in the in the mix of all that mm-hmm. you've talked about people going with you i mean who would you consider like your I mean, I, I don't want to use the word team, but like mm-hmm. who, who's like the folks that, you know, I mean, obviously George's going to be, able, he's going to, yeah. he's here tonight and yeah. I'm sure he's, yeah, George is here. He sounds like he's going to go to change, help me change the converter and do some things for this weekend, yeah. test some things, make some changes to the car. But yeah, he, he goes with me all the time. Very few weekends that he does not go. Um, so we both kind of have that. That's awesome. Crazy drive to just go. Um, yeah. It's not a, it's not a, if it's a where and when. <laughs> where. So, yeah. Um, but uh, Mike, you know, even with his crazy workload, he'll try to like Bowling Green, you know, Mike showed up and 
was able to spend the weekend with us uh, Saturday there at Bowling Green two weekends ago, and he's uh, he's awesome. Not only you know is he a top notch like best in the country engine builder, but he's just a cool dude. Just yep. a really good friend, and he makes it to a lot of races way more than there'll be times where like Bristol, he's like, I don't know if I can make Bristol. I'm like, No, Mike, it's too far. Like, no, stay home. Yeah. You know, like, I do well, not expect you man, to go. I can you know, almost get there. But he still wants to go. He still yeah. wants to be a part of it. And um, he wants to uh, go anytime he can um, and get away. So That's he used cool. to race all across the country, too. Oh, really? Was, yep. Before uh, he got all, um, you know, crazy with work and the workload he's got now, mm-hmm. he, uh, he was a racer himself and raced all across the country. And so he knows that motivation, that drive, that, you know, lifestyle. Yep. He, <laughs> yep. he knows it. He's lived it, so, um, so that's he, cool. Uh, he he, I think he fights the itch to race himself by going with us. <laughs> kind of one of them deals, get it out of a system. He, by he going can with be us. around it yep, several yep. times a year and be like, okay, get his fix yeah. a little bit. Yeah. That's cool. So l- let's talk about sponsors for a minute mm-hmm. because obviously, like, without those guys, I mean, I, from what I've heard, you don't get any handouts it's not no. like hey man here's all this stuff for free yeah. put our name on your car you know and that's something that's kind of controversial you think if you just live on facebook you know facebook world you think <laughs> yep. oh you get a sponsor that means free motors free trannies free converters yep. free rear ends free whatever um right. you know, that's and, not- and a lot of times it's it's a discount or being able to call that dude at 11 o'clock at right. night is the sponsorship that you right. get you right. know you know, so, so who all sponsors right now on on the car? Uh, well, fortunately, the list is getting so long that I have to like, kind of like remind myself. And I think of my back glass in my head. And think, okay, <laughs> that sticker, that sticker, because I don't ever want to leave someone out like on a Facebook post or something. Yep. But I do have so many freaking awesome people that have stepped up over the, the six years. Um, you know, first and foremost is always Mike. You know. Yep. That dude, you know, I mentioned Shad building, uh, helping me out with my first motor. Yep. You know, Shad passed away. Um, yeah. But the, I still wanted to race. I still need my engine freshened. Yeah. It tore me up that Shad was gone. Um, a lot of people, that was, he was a great dude, too. He was. Um, he was a huge part of the race scene in Northwest Arkansas and got a lot of us started, you yep. know, and, mot- and motivated a lot of us to Ooh. do our cars and the the story i have of him is like uh one it was like 10 o'clock at night and we were trying mm-hmm. to get philip bursey's uh mm-hmm. obs truck ready for the shootout yeah. and i mean he called chad and he's like hey man i need to cut this drive shaft down she was like i have <laughs> never done a drive shaft but i'll weld it bring it by mm-hmm. and dude he did at like 11 o'clock at night we will mm-hmm. up and he yeah. cuts it and welds it back together and yeah. it worked for the day so even the 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 winter slash early springtime when when I was needing the engine freshed, uh, refreshing that that year, that Shad was sick. You know he was not working. He was diagnosed with you know with what he had going on. He'd spent some time in the the, um, the clinic in I think it was Chicago. Um, you know he was in bad shape, and yeah. he was still like, "Bring me your motor. I think I can do it." I'm like, oh my gosh! I remember You're telling like, him, dude. I remember telling him, rest. no, yeah. you know, literally, no, you yeah. can't, man. I'm not doing that to you. Yeah, I appreciate it, but no. Yeah, um, you sit at home, you get to feeling better. You know? Dang. So I messaged John Bewley. Yep. You know, John, when I first built my first motor, you know, I bought my pistons and my crank and my cam and everything from John Bewley. Um, he, you know, full proof performance and um, 
he's been there from pretty much day one. Um, I remember the first time I called John, you know, ordering parts, and he's like, well, do you want to go eights or sevens in the quarter? I'm like, what? You know, like, I couldn't even comprehend. You know, I'm going like 1040s in a 4,800 pound fifth gen. Um, You're like, what are you saying? Yeah, what are you so telling me? I'm like, well, seven sounds cool. So, um, you know, we get some rods and pistons and this and that. So, um, but, you know, it came down to needing someone to do the engine work and everything um, with Shad being, you know, unavailable. Um, and he messaged me, said, Mike Lau at Mike Lau Racing Engines, Oak Ridge, Missouri. I'm like, okay. So like I've never heard of Oak Ridge, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Oak Ridge Boys, is that where they're from? <laughs> right. Um, you know, maybe. Uh, so I remember uh, reaching out to Mike. Um, he didn't know me from Adam. Yep. Uh, no clue who I was, of course. Um, and uh, I was wanting to uh, swap over to uh, Iron Block 5.3 for my third season, um, take all the guts out of my aluminum block, swap over to the Iron Block. I thought, you know, oh, I can just throw that freaking boost to this thing if I get an Iron Block was my frame of mind at the time mm-hmm. um so i reach out to mike he's like yeah bring it up i was like okay you know cool i went up there um oak ridge missouri six hour drive mm-hmm. take my stuff to mike got to meet him i'm thinking this dude's legit right um you know he's got like square body pickup in his shop <laughs> a dyno and like all this you know machining equipment i'm like this this dude's legit mm-hmm. you know like I don't know him, but he's legit. But I like him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, he's got big shoes to fill, you know, because Chad's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. But this dude's legit. Yep. So that's how I got started. And um, I dropped my first motor, or that motor off with Mike, and he swapped everything over. And I raced my ass off that third season. And I didn't win a whole lot. Uh, I, I was racing a lot with Jeff Spear. And, um, you know, Jeff is my, you know, homie with, like, he's – He's got, you know, the orange fox body that mm-hmm. I traveled a lot with um, two, three, four years ago. We, three or four seasons, we just tore up the roads racing everywhere. Yep. And, you know, I always called him my, my uh, I was his, you know, faithful faithful sidekick is basically <laughs> um, what I called myself because he was there to win. Yep. I was there to have fun watching him win, you know. <laughs> there you go. So he kicked my teeth in all the time. But, um, so we go up there and... Um, Mike gets me hooked up. Uh, we raced that third season, me and Jeff. And Mike sees, you know, us racing, the, the work we put into it, racing every weekend, driving across the country. Even with losing, he's seen the effort and the commitment yeah. we had. And um, I remember him texting me like that October. He's like, hey, man. I'm like, what's up? He's like, next year I'd like to be part of your race team. Hell yeah. I'm like, not sure what that means, but it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we worked out the details of, you cool. know, what we wanted to accomplish, me and him, um, car-wise, motor-wise, horsepower-wise, EP-wise. Yep. And it's just been, you know, the rest has been history. You yeah. know, he's been in my corner since day one. That's cool. So, yep. Um, but, and like I mentioned, John Beliot, foolproof performance, ball metal fab. Oh, ball metal fab. Dude, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like going, you know, way deep in the fours. Um in this eight, 10 point Cromali cage, like the chassis like wrinkling up and I'm like having to like steer the steering wheel half a turn just to go straight down the track. And I'm like, Travis, I need some cage in this thing. <laughs> right. So Travis at Ball Metal Fab literally cuts the top off of my car. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're going, we got a convertible. This is like 
for serious. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like, cut, like yeah, I think I dropped it off on like New Year's real. Eve. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. by like New Year's Day, I had a convertible. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, you know, what are what, we doing? What have we done here? And then within like very short amount of time, you know, Travis had his normal customers, normal workload. Yeah. So this dude's working like day and night trying to get my car done because he knew I needed some cage. And it was just one of them things where he seen my commitment. He seen my drive. Yeah. He seen I'm not just some Joe Blow that talks the talk. I mean, I was seriously needing my car done. And he he stepped up to the challenge. He worked hours morning and night, got my car done, and like, crap, it was. I mean, we went from a ten point cage to twenty five three in days. Damn, that's and, and nuts. had the top welded back on, and yep. couldn't even hardly tell anything had happened. Yep. Um, it was insane. So Travis, you know, he he does a lot of stuff um, with the car. Um, uh, we'll be working on a new chassis hopefully soon. Um, with uh, you know doing some changes, uh, we've already kind of got the ball rolling on that. Dang! But um, uh, yeah, he's just his work is insane. Like yeah, top notch. Yep. You know, Travis says that there's only one way to do it. I'm like, what's that, Travis? He's like the best, the way. right way. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. but his right way is so much ahead of oh, like yeah. whatever everybody else's right yeah. way would be. He yeah. yeah, he does some amazing work. There's fabricators and there's like wannabe fabricators. Yep. There's like then there's the legit dudes out there that, yep. you know, way above and beyond everyone else. And he is one of those people. Yep. So ball metal fab, just like crazy, crazy attention to detail, you know, quality of work. Um, just his drive is insane. I've never seen people work the amount that he does and the dedication he's got. So, um, and then, you know, that's the ones that's really been there, um, you know, hardcore with me. Yep. Um, we've picked up people like, um, Afterworks and Viscous Performance with the the shocks. Team Z has been there quite yep. some time. Uh, JP Delacy, I don't know if you know him. He's out of Michigan. He had the Black Jesus car and Bruce Lee car. Um, yep. You know that dude. I looked up to him and um, a lot. You know he had LS power plant in his car and was hauling ass. I'm thinking, you know, I'm gonna be like that yeah. guy someday. Right. Um, so I, you know, I got to visit with him and. I got to know him over the years, and he got me hooked up with Team Z, Frankie and Ian, Dave Zimmerman there at Team Z, and those guys have been awesome. Um, yeah. We run the, all their chassis components, rear end and everything like that. Um, and the car, I think it's, you know, between ball, metal fab chassis and Team Z, the car is just so consistent. Yeah. Uh, and I attribute that largely to, to my shock guys and my chassis guys. Um, yeah. It's just crazy how consistent the car is. Well, and the power you're making on that car, I mean, like, mm -hmm. the times it goes straight, perfect. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, yeah. let's, you know, and it's yeah. consistency. You know, yeah. and, and to, to we get comments like, you know, Eric McWellen, the guy um, manages Texas Motorplex. You know, he's like, Derek, you're one of the guys that we love seeing come in the gate. He's like, your car is so consistent. He's like, you make us look good. He's like, <laughs> he's like, we work hard to make our track hook. And we got right. some guys out here that don't have a clue about chassis. <laughs> they go out there and blow the tires off and they blame the track. Yep. You know, where, um, you know, their track is an amazing facility. They always have a great surface um, where we're not out there just like doing random shit and making the track look bad and blaming them on Facebook next Monday. Yeah. Um, you know, they're like, well, you know, someone goes to the tower and bitches about the surface. They'd be like, well, Derek Kelly just now went XXX, you know, <laughs> yeah. down the track. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, well, maybe, damn. <laughs> maybe it's us and not yeah, the track. Okay. Son of a bitch. So, um, but 
just you know force induction turbos. Um, we just now got hooked up with Dave at Performance Transmissions. Gosh, uh, you know, even guys like uh, Extreme Diesel, you know, um, Aaron Fauché down in Van Buren that helps us with the tow rig and things like that you wouldn't yep. even think about, but are huge, huge helps um, to us. Devin at, at, um, at HCR Innovations, Cameron's Converters, uh, the list just goes on and on. Um, yep. You know, Devin, well, we, me and Jeff actually flew to North Carolina. Dang. Um, you know, after racing four seasons, I still, you know, was hungry for more data, more more information. Me and Jeff hopped on a plane. First time I ever flew was wow. to a tuning class in North Carolina, <laughs> um, January fifth, a couple years ago, with with my buddy Jeff Spear, and we fly out there and meet Devin Vanderhoof, take his class, and that's where I met Byron with uh, Cameron's Converters and got hooked up with him, um, and uh, so just things like that. It's just. Yep. Keeps well, o- doors just keep opening. One know. thing I would think too is like, from a sponsor level, mm-hmm. you're looking there. Those guys are looking at okay, this guy's going to race all the time, right. but also I mean, they're you're an open book to those guys. Like you're like, yeah. hey, this worked, this didn't work. Th- yeah. I, let's change this. Yeah. And you know, I would think as much as you race, that yeah. probably helps them. Right. And you know, a prime example of that would be tuned by JP. Mm-hmm. You know, Jim turned tuned my first setup with stock ECU. Um, you know, I had. Stock ECU with HP tuners, and we literally tuned my car on the interstate the first year of racing. Um, we just tuned the, tuned the car on the interstate racing, and um, we're literally making highway pulls, tuning on the car, and he's <laughs> thinking, did that feel better? You know, this is before we got a dyno at Tuned by JP, and I'm like, yeah, I think it felt better. You yeah. know, that's literally how we're tuning the car. It's like <laughs> that's awesome. blasting it on the highway um, in Mexico for all you officers of the law listening yep. um it was uh in guadalajara um we're making you know pulls from 80 to 160 and we're thinking yeah i think that felt better <laughs> it's like okay you know so then um eventually you know we uh jim got the dyno and was able to to get the shop uh expand in, in his location there and now um I, actually i think we're still like number two on his horsepower board with his Dang. dyno um, so a uh, lot of stuff, you know, we bounce a lot of stuff off of him and back and yeah. forth and we'll, you know, get data from a weekend and I'll message him and say, hey, Jim, you know, this or this or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, Jim's tied up with cars and customers mm-hmm. and all this and yep. anything I can give him data wise to, to help him and, and vice versa. You know, he's learned right. something on a customer car. We're always learning. Yep. You know, the second you stop learning is the second you stop improving. So, yeah. Um, we all got room to improve and um, Jim's a... He's a huge attribute to us. Um, uh, one of the recent ones, uh, actually a guy that I've looked up to forever. I raced the first season. I remember I raced him in a small tire shootout in Centerville, Arkansas. Mel Collier. Oh, yeah. Yep. Local legend, Mel Collier. Mm. The myth, the man, the myth legend. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I raced him the first year, October, it's like October 19th, 2015, I think. Um, raced him in second or third round. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm racing Mel Collier. Yeah. You know? So, hey, here's what's crazy. Uh, it's like 2001. Mm-hmm. I bought a convertible GT Mustang on mm-hmm. like a Tuesday from mm-hmm. we'd traded in at work. Mm-hmm. And somehow I heard that Mel was going to World Ford Challenge or whatever in St. Louis. So I had a buddy that lived in Jonesboro. So I like mm-hmm. load up in the car on Friday. We drive over. I pick him up. We go mm-hmm. through and we hang up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hung around Mel's yeah. area. Yeah. And I mean, that dude, it was like 2000, 2000 was way back. Yeah. So. And, 
I guess maybe I'm just... So he's been in it for a minute. Yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> I get a little weird when it comes to stuff. Like, when I see these guys that's raced for 20 years, I'm there my first season, you know, I'm thinking, yeah. man, that dude's legit. Yeah. You know, and Mel was one of those guys. I raced him. I went like a 523. It was like the best pass so far that year. Um, and uh, he kicked the tires loose. I'm thinking, holy shit, David versus Goliath. I just think Mel Collier. I'm like, oh, my God, I hope he ain't mad at me. Right. You know, because I'm thinking, oh, shit, you know, like, I should not have won that. Oh, God. I'm stressing out. Dude comes over and shakes my hand. He's like, hell of a pass, man. I'm like. Thanks. Uh, holy shit. You're not mad? Like, you talk to me? You know who I am? So, I don't know. I guess. I'm just weird about stuff like that. Like it just shocked me that, you know, he would come and talk to me and shake my hand and mm-hmm. cause I really looked up to him. Yeah. Um, still do. And, um, you know, when he's come on board this year, you know, fuel sponsor, that's awesome. Um, I go through a lot of methanol. Yeah. Mel, Mel, uh, uh, gives me a great deal on methanol and, um, helps me be able to afford the race and, um, him coming on and doing that is a huge, huge thing for us. Um, because when you're going through like two and a half gallons of pass, that adds up. Holy so. shit, dude. That's a bunch. <laughs> that adds that's up. That's a yeah. bunch. Yeah. I would have never thought it'd be yeah, that so much. If you see my truck rolling around, we always got a 55-gallon drum. That definitely is coming from University Auto um, Racing Fuels. Um, Man. He's just an awesome dude. And being able to, again, I think he sees our effort and our yep. commitment and the the you know, devotion we got to, to the sport. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there's no doubt that you guys have earned the success that you've gotten. Cause I mean, like you just straight hustle, yeah. like you are on the road yeah. driving, racing yeah. back. I mean, it's, it's and, crazy. Know, John Bewley and team Z and Mike and Mel and even Travis ball and all those guys. Like I try to never ask for anything. You know, yep. those guys have came to me. Like, That's cool. You know, and that's the biggest compliment I think I could ever yeah. get from a sponsor. Yep. Is them coming to me, reaching out to me mm-hmm. because saying, Hey, we want every to be Tom, part Dick of it. and Harry on Facebook land thinks, oh, yeah. oh, I want, you know, I need a hookup. I need a sponsor. Yep. I need a buddy deal. Yep. And there's so I'm much I'm going to be fast yeah, here. Give yeah, me some stuff. Yeah, give me some free parts. Wait till you see what I can do next yep. year or next year, the year mm-hmm. after that. So, um, but, but staying on that because mm-hmm. I mean, you guys fund your racing team. I mean, mm-hmm. what is, what is a sponsor? Like if, if a potential sponsor is mm-hmm. listening to this, what's something that you could use to help? You know what I mean? Like the car's fat. I mean, is it like, could somebody help sponsor some gas? I mean, could somebody mm-hmm. help sponsor hotel rooms? I don't even know what, like, do you stay in the trailer? Do you yeah. stay in the hotels? I mean, like. You the biggest the expense is, you know, of course, maintenance on the car, yep. uh, oil, transmission fluid, entry fees are, you know, are a big deal. Um, yeah. You know, fuel to and from the races. That's, a, a, of course, a huge deal. Luckily, diesel's fairly cheap right now. Yep. That's making it very, very nice. Wasn't so nice when it was like $4 <laughs> a gallon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so 2,100 miles. So, I mean, yeah. That, yeah. 2,100 miles in a weekend. That, yeah. You're thinking, oh, shit, if I don't win, I'm in the hole. So, yeah. Thank you, Chase Unlimited Freedom. Another shout out to my sponsor there, for uh, the, Visa and Mastercard. If you, you guys are listening, yeah, um, <laughs> just wipe some of that stuff off of them cards, <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but just some of the stuff like that, and we're always looking to upgrade. You know, um, parts, components. You know, tires is a big deal. 
Yeah. You know, with racing as much as we do, there's times where I'm going through a set of tires every three weekends. Dang. Um, you know, and those things aren't cheap. Yep. Um, and depending on the racing we're doing, um, you know, sometimes you can't run them down to where there's no tread left on them. You got to pull them suckers off or else yep. the performance goes away and um, with what we're trying to get out of them. So a lot of expenses. Um, but, you know, it's like Mike, for example, you know, I mean, if someone can see what I'm doing with his product or his engine and, and they think, well, crap, you know, Derek beats the shit out of Mike's stuff mm -hmm. and it takes a licking and keeps on ticking yep. weekend after weekend and goes to Mike, you know, I feel like that's my job. Yeah. To prove his product. Yep. To to prove, you know, Team Z's chassis components and to prove Ball Metal's chassis yep. um, in a cage and all that to make the car consistent and safe. Like, I feel like I it is my job to do well on the track. Yep. And also just to go. Yeah. If I if I'm a lazy ass and sit on the couch and think oh, I'm gonna just sit home this weekend. Yeah. And race I'm ten times any, a year. Yeah. I'm yep. not doing anybody anything. Yep. So that's my biggest motivation. Yeah. And, and I think that's probably one of the reasons that people are not afraid to step up and help when they do. Yeah. So any potential sponsors out there, start writing checks. The student <laughs> needs to race all the time. Um, what is the fastest you've been in that car? Oh boy. Like mile per hour and ET. Oh boy. Are we even um, allowed to disclose that kind of information? Uh, man. Let's. So let me ask this. Well, um, I, I, I will share this. Um, we do hold the streetcar takeover quarter mile record. Yeah, let's let's say that one because that one's out there. Yeah. Um, where did we go? Seven oh two. Seven seven oh five. Seven oh eight. something. Um, <laughs> actually, I got the time. No, that ain't the time. Yeah, seven oh two was two K, so it'd be seven oh seven oh eight. I think it was. Yeah. So, Dang. but at two. Well, at TX2K, we went 201, almost 202 mile an hour in the quarter. Damn, son. Yeah, in a, in Street a literally car. a all bush steel, lot, a, uh, a Bud Light can with 25 yeah. 3K cage in it. Yeah. Um, it's really a cage with just tin around it. Yeah, That's all it is. Yeah. It could be Leroy. Yeah, at about at about 1,100 feet, you start thinking your decisions in life. Um, yeah. And you start thinking, God, I'm an idiot. But um, then you're like, I'm not letting out. I like this is on a 200 mile an hour pass. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and uh, oh, it was like TX2K this year. It was our first weekend out. Um, we went down there and because um, it's in February or something, right? Uh, March, early March. March. Yeah. yeah, it's usually like second weekend or third weekend of March. But uh, we went down there and I think we had the highest um, or the best ET mile per hour of the event. Um, yeah, we went like right at 202 in the quarter and that pass i was so excited because i knew it was on a hell of a lick yeah. um <laughs> i was like god dang that had to have been flying i was so excited like i forgot to hit the brakes or throw the chute oh so shit. at about 1700 feet i'm thinking oh my god <laughs> this um, is dangerous <laughs> so i'm literally like sliding sideways on the big end trying to hit the last return road exit um with my shootout finally um the, and the good thing about these tires on the front yeah. is just the um, insane grip in the corners they right. have oh yeah yeah when you have that 3.2 inch um contact patch yeah um, i mean you can take some serious side g's um so um well yeah sketchy so let's stay on race for a minute do you have any like uh pre-race rituals you get in the car i'm buckling my left buckle <laughs> right buckle oh through man. the nuts like is there like a oh god like how can people get in your head oh well like if they come up right in the middle of your buckling one, sequence are they it's like easy to get in my head because everyone gets in my head <laughs> because like 
I mean, I could have someone covered by t- two seconds in the eighth mile, and I'm still thinking, oh, shit, you know, <laughs> because I, it's just how I am. You yep. know, I look at every race as, like, anything can happen. Yep. Anything can go wrong. I mean, expect the unexpected. Like, let's go back to the Mel Collier story. He blows the tires off. Yeah, you beat him. I'm thinking, holy shit, I just beat the legend, Mel Collier. Um, and uh, I'm thinking, he's either going to, like, shake my hand or kick my ass. I, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping it's the first one, but, yeah. Um, you know, and uh, just things like that, you know, racing people like Keith Zabo, you know, and um, guys all across the country that, you know, you feel like you don't stand a chance. And then even if you go out there and lose, but you stay with them, it's like, holy yep. shit, you know. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm doing something. Yeah. Like, when in reality, they, they're in the car thinking the same things. They're like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Drew, bam, bam. Here we go. Uh, Screw this up. So, so really no rituals then? I, I am a little. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am a little superstitious, like dumb stuff, like really dumb. Like, like make sure your left socks on your left foot. I'm thinking like, oh shit, I need to throw that water bottle away. No, I won last weekend. That water bottle was in the car, so I'm going to leave it. Oh my God, that's awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty big idiot when it comes to dumb stuff like that. But Hey, you never know. The, and, the weight of that half full water bottle in the back seat <laughs> over the right yeah, tire is yeah, what yeah, made it hook. Yeah, made it go straight. No, no. Um, and like, I'm the biggest worry wart. Like, mm. horrible, horrible. <laughs> like, I keep two laptops in the car at times because, oh like, my God. what if the track goes away and I need to change the tune up at the last second? Yeah. Or a car and the that, battery's dead in that one. I got to have yeah. this one. Yeah. Like, or what if I the USB port messes up or the screen cracks or <laughs> what if the keyboard stops working? Like I worry about every freaking hey, thing. It's served you well so far. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just, it's stressful. I wish I wasn't yep. wired that way, but I am. Yep. Um, you know, if I had like, if I could have like three of everything, I would, um, <laughs> you know, I'm a guy like if I could, I'd have like a cherry picker and engines and trannies and rear ends and be just like a trailer of like <laughs> roll up with the semi. Yeah. Yep, we got two full cars back here just in case. If I could, I would because, I mean, it's just I hate going somewhere unprepared. I try to be prepared for every scenario that can come on my way. That's awesome. But I think it's, you know, also been kind of a a key to our success. You know, it's like someone that don't give a shit and just fly by the seat of their pants with no plan. Well, and a lot of times those guys aren't going to make the – drive to St. Louis, make the, right. win the race, drive to right. Charlotte, make that race and win it. You know, those guys aren't going to have the planning that a worry war right. is going to ha- have yeah. in the beginning for well, that. I mean, so. we made like five or six passes and won an event with 17 hose clamps and monster cans. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Gate on. Yep. You know, yeah. Um, Indianapolis. We're racing yep. two classes. I think I'm down to the semifinals and I'm like, holy shit. Like, the car sounded like a dump truck on the return road. And the, and this wasn't ball metal fab. He didn't fab this. It was prior to him on my turbo kit. But the, the wastegate piping was literally like falling off. The weld was broke three quarters way around. And JC and George are there with me. I send JC. I give her like my credit card. Thank you, Chase Unlimited Freedom Visa yeah. Incorporated. Appreciate um, that. I send her to... Uh, to O'Reilly's and she buys like every clamp. I tell her the dimensions. I'm like, buy every clamp they got from two and a half to three and a half inches. So we get monster cans and $200 worth of clamps and we <laughs> we make it through rounds and every round it's like blowing out in a new section and we're having to put more clamps. Uh, take all the clamps off. On. Yeah. Oh my so God. We win the quarter mile class 
So, and so now you're like completely jacked up mm-hmm. for my, cause you got to drink the monster. <laughs> you can't just pour them out. You yeah, got to drink them. George's I think yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, so that was one of those where we literally come around, I think for the finals and they waved us straight into the water box. We won the quarter mile class and it blew out really bad again oh, on man. that pass. And I knew I screwed. I come around for the small tire final. I mean, I really think I had the guy covered, but I was thinking this thing ain't going to build no boost because it's like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It's you know, it, it's dumping it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I got up on the trans brake for to make that pass. Didn't have any time to reclamp it or hose clamp it or monster can it. And um, it wouldn't build boost. I left on like six pounds and like it wouldn't build boost until like a second down the track and the dude's already gone. <laughs> so I lost that class, but we did win the quarter mile class, um, limping it through with hose clamps and monster cans. That's but, um, insane. So, um, winning that one class, you know, paid for my clamps and my entry fees. So we were happy. There you go. You, you broke even on that. That's right. Maybe, maybe even pay for dinner. So, yeah. uh, it was a good weekend. So. so, you know, you do a lot of street car driving, mm-hmm. like a lot of street mm-hmm. car events. I mean, mm-hmm. like you drive the car. Mm-hmm. Do you see any like... Rocky Mountain Race Week type events in your future? Oh, man. You know, we've looked at um, getting actually like a tanker trailer for our methanol and doing one of those events. Um, but it's I, really yeah, just... I didn't. I guess I really didn't think. Because like <laughs> the... Because you wouldn't... You'd almost have to run two fuel systems. Yeah. And... Like what size injectors are in that crazy thing? We've got 700 pound per hour injectors. Um, Son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. The old truck has 78 pound. 78? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, we started out, I think, with, like, back in the day, I think I had, like, 95-pound injectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, now here on methanol, you know, we're up to 700-pound billet atomizers. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you'd almost have to run, like, a secondary whole yeah, fuel system. Yeah, so, and yeah. I thought about it. Again, you know, that's back to some of the haters out there that yeah. say I don't streak my car enough or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. if, if it comes down to that and we got to, you know, prove a point to some haters you know we could do it but it's just like man you know it's a lot of work and really yeah. those events they're not really heads up racing it's a mm-hmm. lot of index stuff and it's like yep. man that's a lot of work to go index racing yep um and I, some of those events they just really don't pay out a whole lot yeah um but it has crossed my mind because i do like the challenge of things yeah so it's not out of the question but we just haven't tackled that yet yeah so What's the uh, what's the future of Bam Bam? No, dear Lord, I don't know. Like, I mean, you got do you have different? Do you have a bigger, better engine setup planned next well, season or two? You got, mm, you know, we we are definitely trying to stay LS based. You know, yep. every now and then we get our teeth kicked in by um, big block twin turbo car here and there, but you know, yeah. um, we still hang with them pretty well for our little hydraulic roller, nothing crazy setup. Um, but, uh, really just want to stay true to its roots, street style, tagged, insured, drive it anywhere, drive it to work if I wanted. Um, really trying to stay true to that. Um, my next car, hopefully, um, able to work on another chassis again, back to my worry war, um, two of everything. That was, I was going to ask, cause that's my next question is, do you have Mm -hmm. any other project vehicles? Cause I've heard a story about another Fox body or something at one point. I do have another chassis. It's a 90, what is that one, George? 92, 90, 90, it's a 90, 90. This one's a 91. It's a 90. Um, it's a rolling chassis. I've started accumulating parts for it. Yeah. Um, soon as we can get in the chassis shop. 
Um, I think uh, Travis Balls, he's going to tackle that one. And um, Cool. It's going to be kind of just uh, bam, bam on crack a little bit. Really? Um, and when I say on crack, that means, you know, lighter, uh, less weight. Yeah. Um, maybe twitch a little bit. Um, but uh, I mean, dude, how much lighter can you get? Like, how? Oh, bam, oh, bam, bam heavy. heavy. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah. Wow. For a fox bunny, for yeah. sure. And back to, that would be another hater topic. Um, yeah. A lot of them just think I lie, I guess, when I tell them that, you know, I usually race at 3,100 pounds. Damn, son. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that's what happens. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know, with iron block, all steel, all glass, full interior. Yeah. You know, still got factory dash. I still got cup holders. I mean, factory frame rail, front. Yeah, I mean, factory street car. boxes, factory. <laughs> I mean, everything. Um. So that's my goal with Bam Bam is just to leave it like it is. It's yeah. to me, it's a finished product. Yeah. It is a built, purpose built, for what I want to do. Multiple yeah. classes legal for about any kind of shootout i want to enter yep um it's a little heavy i get my teeth kicked in because i am heavy sometimes yeah but that's part of it um it you know if if i went all rigs car on it i feel like i'd be you know i don't know if i could sleep at night um, well if and, i got george pushing me to the lanes with a push bar yep i'd probably like have a paper bag over my head so um, now will the next car be push bar car no no it will just be a light version of bam bam wow because I want to keep this car all steel, all glass. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, if we can, if we can hang with some cars with this one in the meantime, um, and then maybe them push bar cars eventually in the future uh, with the new version, um, we'll have a little something more for them when we knock yeah. four or five hundred pounds off of it. So, God, dude, that's nuts. We'll see. So, the I think one thing that uh, always intrigues me, and I, I this is my note verbatim. Mm-hmm. I said. Give us the sales pitch you gave work that you're going to race a whole bunch and they just have to deal with it. Like So, interesting fact. Um, I was a store manager for, oh gosh, I've been with Harps almost 18 years. I was a store manager since like 2005, 14, 15 years. Mm-hmm. I've been a store manager or was a store manager. And uh, three years ago, I took or got offered this job to um, oversee the tin box grocery departments. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, I'm thinking, you know, I worked weekends for 22 years. Yeah. So the first three or four years of racing, um, working weekends, you know, there was times I literally had my assistant manager work my Saturday and I'd work his Sunday. I'd drive through Mm. the night, you know, I remember driving through the night, Friday night, racing in Houston and racing all day with Casey Rance and those guys down there and driving back Saturday night and then working in the store Sunday. So Jeez. I could, so, you know, cause I never wanted to like, you know, crap on my help at, at yep. the store and take advantage of being the store manager and writing yep. my own schedule. I always tried to work my weekends, work my whatever, but yep. they did by the, example. Yeah. They didn't see the behind the scenes driving through the night <laughs> to make my races on Saturday. Right. You know, but so that was, uh, it was very hard. So I got offered this job to oversee these tin box stores, and you know, I literally had one condition. I'm like, okay, if here's 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 what I want. You know, I, I didn't ask for a raise. I didn't ask for anything crazy. I said, you know, if y'all will let me use my vacation hours to go racing on Fridays, pretty much March to October. Yep. Um, I said, uh, you know, weekends it. off. And get to use my, my vacation and sick hours on Fridays um, or whenever to go racing. 
Um, I said, I'll take the job. They're okay. like, uh, and after a little hesitation, a little debating, to, just to make sure they could do that, um, they finally said, yep, we can do it. That's awesome. So, you know, I've been there a long time. I've got like four or five weeks of sick time, vacation time that I can use. Yep. And, you know, I don't really take like family vacations or anything like yep. that. So I use all my time for racing. So if you take five weeks, four weeks of Fridays off yeah. here and there, that's, <laughs> a, a, long that's time. a lot of, yep. that's a lot of racing you can get done. Yep. And this year has been a little rougher with coronavirus and I actually still had like a bunch of hours of vacation time that I hadn't even got to use yet, but we went ahead and turned them in, but yep. hopefully I can use like just next weekend, you know, we'll use a, a vacation day going to Bristol. But so that was, you know, with that promotion came a huge, huge, huge stress relief. Yeah. After 22 years of working weekends of, hey, I can finally yeah. step up my game. And that's when, you know, I, I got a bigger motor. I was off every weekend. So for the last You're three like, years. We're racing, that's, boys. That's where my program <laughs> really come together because, yep. you know, Casey Rance back in the day kicked my teeth in weekend after weekend. I think I've raced that dude seven times and yet I've never beat him. Damn. So the difference was seat time. You know, when I could only race here and there and yep. working weekends, I couldn't race the amount that he raced, and he had data on data. Yep. And so what you're saying is, <laughs> Bam Bam versus Casey needs to have it. Oh, mm. I'm weird <laughs> about things like that. Like, he's beat me every time we've raced. So if I beat him, I'd probably feel bad, <laughs> just because. Like, well, now listen, back to superstitions. He's 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 beat you every time. Yeah. What if you win? But, and then, but who knows? He wins every off time. The universe. So it's, like, it's like, yeah, if, uh, <laughs> if I beat him, like, yeah, I might, like, upset the universe. Yeah. So, um, you know, some crazy shit could happen because um, that's not how it works. Um, yep. Just like Jeff Spear. I beat Jeff in Amarillo, Texas one weekend in Outlaw Street, and I'm like, my, my wind light come on. I'm like, oh, shit, I won. You know, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm like, no. oh, God, Jeff, I'm so sorry, man. Like, you're in full panic mode yeah. going back like, oh, I'm shit, like, oh, what shit. have I done? Oh, God, oh, God, I won. And he's all over there pumped for you because yeah. he's like, he finally beat me. Yeah, he's like, man, that's fucking awesome. I'm like, <laughs> right. no, it wasn't. You were supposed to win. That's I was funny. like, that is not my job, you know, but, um, and that was, you know, what, three years ago where yep. now um, we have gotten a lot more competitive, a lot more seat time with the, the, the work and the time that I'm able to go racing now. And that's what's really changed things. You yeah. know, I think in the last 15 months alone, you know, we've won like 33 shootouts. God, dude, um, you're an animal. You're an animal so, too. I and mean, the only like, thing that's I mean, really like, changed is our, our our dedication, our time that we've been able to put towards the sport yeah. and really up our game. So, Well, and you know the car. I mean, you've had mm -hmm. plenty of time in, under, right. on top of the car, right. you know. Um, so – what's what's the future hold for Derek kelly we've talked about know. bam bam but like like when do you become a prophetic like when you retire from <laughs> harps are you just gonna you're gonna like get an rv and travel well, the country when i retire from harps i'll probably be 75 perfect um, <laughs> he'll so still have bam bam i really don't know how my reaction time is going to be then um it'll probably be better than it is now <laughs> <laughs> i'll have a lot of practice um yeah. no i don't know and I have to kind of mind my budget. You know, I can't yep. I can't race over my head. You know, it's like you see guys roll in with toters and stackers and big yep. block twin turbo hemi this that. It's like man, that, yeah. that sounds badass, but but is it? I mean, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, ooh. I mean, if yeah. somebody's got a spare toter and stacker laying yeah, around yeah. that they wanted to you yeah. know yeah. wanted to see out on the road, we yeah, yeah we're, you're it. not turning it away. Well, when you RV dealership owner 
that are listening. Yeah. Uh, See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, those are the kind of sponsors we need. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 RV it's World it's or whoever the hell. Exactly yeah. We'll take it. Yeah. So, um, yep. but anyways, I, I just, you know, you ha you think like, oh, man, yeah, let's, let's do this or let's do that. But I always try to just keep myself in check. Yep. You know, stay on a budget. Just stay, stay uh, committed to what we got going on. Don't get all crazy. Even like the new car, you know. I just want a lighter version of Bam Bam just because yeah. I don't want to cut up the same car and, and do this and do that and really just knock me so, my, myself out of more classes. Well, I mean, like... Because Bam Bam's done. It's complete. Like you know? 400 pounds. Yeah. I mean, that's a bunch of time off. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a whole that new... That would probably even get me into the force, so... Dang. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, yeah. Something like that. Deep <laughs> force. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For you no-time listeners that are trying to get some secrets. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We just, either, you would love to just jump in feet first and get all crazy, but really just try to stay true to what we He's do. He's smart about yeah. everything he does. Yeah. Absolutely. Period. That's part of the worry work side yeah, of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a plan. Like, like this car as it sits, I had that planned out, you know, four or five years ago. You mean you have goals? Yeah, and you write I mean, down stuff, and then you build for the goal, well, and you can reach those goals. I mean, I do have like, a good memory. <laughs> I think that's what is probably the hardest part for people to get. Like, um, Philip Bursey is a really good example. Okay. He was going to build the black car. Philip, are you listening? You hearing this shit? Street car. He, he, we we're an hour and 20 minutes, and he ain't listening anymore. So here's the thing. I kept telling him, dude, just put the car on the road. Just put it on the road. 5.3, nitrous. Have some fun. Drive it. Then as you go, build up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then he buys a turbo. Then he buys another turbo. Yeah. Then he buys this last turbo, and now he's got to redo everything and bigger fuel pumps and injectors. I'm like, dude, you've built this car three times. Yeah. You could have been enjoying it. But mm -hmm. That's the way people do it. Got to stay focused. Yeah. Yep. Just set that goal. Yep. Hit the goal, and then go, oh, hey, I want to make more power. I want to do yep. whatever. Well, so mean, Derek does a lot of the same way, but we're racing the car and then upgrading. It's not mm -hmm. like we're building 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 it's the car's built we'll try yeah. and do this next time we get a oh chance. yeah then we'll you know but we're still raising every weekend yep that's what that's what i try and tell philip all the time I'm like dude just drive it just get it done and yep. drive it and there's a ton of people in the world like that so yep. all right last questions okay it's uh I, I didn't give you the heads up on these because they're some ask everybody all right oh, shit. so um i think you probably answered the first one which mm -hmm. was What's the fastest you've ever driven? Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, 206 miles an hour. I mean, have you ever been faster than that? No. Yeah. So so I think that probably answers that one. Uh, <laughs> not in that car. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? Yeah, I bet he may have seen some highway pulls in excess of, in Guadalajara, in excess of, you know, 210, 220. But, Damn, that's man. badass. Yeah, no, it's not. It's stupid. It's very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then if you have these two bottles of stuff mm -hmm. on the counter mm -hmm. and you're going to use one to mm -hmm. break a bolt or nut loose, are you grabbing PB Blaster or WD-40? Oh, man. I'm grabbing PB Blaster. Yes. So what I'd like to do is have PB Blaster as a sponsor. <laughs> and do. it's funny because like so many more people are PB Blaster mm -hmm. than what it is WD-40. Mm -hmm. Hint, hint, PB okay. Blaster. Um, when you're working on the car, mm -hmm. are you a gloves guy or are you a bare hand guy? Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Well, as much as I race, the car gets pretty nasty. Yeah. And I got this weird thing with, like, 
when I get crap all over my hands, like it drives me insane. <laughs> so it's either A, wear gloves, or B, wash my hands every 15 minutes because I can't stand it. Yeah. It's like when I'm stocking at the grocery store. If I'm stocking the flour aisle and you get flour all over you, like, I can't stand it. I got to go wash my hands. Like, <laughs> like, I, I can't, can't just do this. go about my day. Yep. So I have to admit that I am probably a gloves guy. Yeah. So, hey, glove sponsors, send this dude some. Raven XL, if you're listening. <laughs> Raven XL. <laughs> That's awesome. And then, uh, hang on, I forgot my last question. Hell, I don't know. What are you talking about? It's something good, though. <laughs> I don't know. We'll come back to it. All right, dude. Hey, thank y'all for sitting here. We, we've literally sit here an hour and a half. And then I was here for about 30 or 40 minutes before. So I'm in your way. So I'm going to get the hell out of it. Right. And um, It's good stuff. Yeah, we'll close this out. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks.